At the end of the year, it's tempting and common to look back to replay highlights. Think about all that's happened and what you've accomplished, where you fell short. But I want you to try something different, especially if you want to move forward faster in the new year. Stay tuned. Welcome to CEO on the Go, the show about personal and professional growth for busy leaders like you. I'm Gail Lance, and I'm here to help you think differently, solve big problems, and inspire change. It's tough to do on your own and even with a team, but it is possible. So let's get started. Welcome back to my last episode for this year. Wow, it has been quite a year, hasn't it? It's really gone by fast for me, and I'm excited about what's possible for the new year, and I hope you are too. Many people like looking back, reflecting on the past, or just repeating old stories, and they find it difficult to go forward. Some are actually living in the past, and they just can't or won't embrace change. And I think looking back can be helpful when you acknowledge all that you've appreciated, what you've celebrated, and captured the the lessons that you've learned from negative experiences that can actually help you grow. But there are some problems with looking back, especially if you focus too much on those experiences that you didn't like, that didn't feel good, experiences that you think should have or could have happened differently. Some of the problems include, you know, having regret or ruminating when you're dwelling on past mistakes or missed opportunities they can cause you to ruminate where you just have this, you know, repetition of negative patterns, thinking about past events, it can actually be detrimental to your mental health and your decision making kind of keeps you stuck in a loop, replaying problems. You know, my mom has has experienced that a lot lately. She's like a dog with a bone, she won't put it down, can't let it go. Uh, We've just recently moved her from a home into uh, independent living in an apartment. And we've had a lot of challenges with some of the maintenance issues when she got there, you know, the washer and dryer wouldn't work. We finally got it replaced. And so when we ask, how's the new washer and dryer, she won't answer. All she says is, well, it really took them a long time to get it fixed, or I can't believe how difficult it was. It's all this complaining about what happened that didn't work in the past. And the same happens with people in a work setting, with people on your team who can't seem to to stop talking about what's gone wrong in the past. And we'll get to all that later. So the first problem is that you tend to to ruminate. Um, A second problem with looking back so much is that it can create fear that you'll repeat the same mistakes. The fear can become a barrier so that you're not taking risks that you need to or trying new approaches, which are really essential in leadership to drive innovation in your organization. Um, a third problem that can occur when you look back and you're kind of stuck looking back is it can actually impact your confidence or self-esteem. When you just continue to focus on past failures or shortcomings, you can begin to doubt yourself and just become a little less sure about what you're doing. So that can really give you pause and affect your own judgment. Just makes it a little more difficult when you're trying to lead people effectively. Another problem, this is number four out of seven, by the way, there's a reluctance to set goals or plans for the future. So if you're so preoccupied with the past, you might find it challenging to set clear kind of forward looking goals. This can affect your strategic planning. 
your ability to envision a future path for yourself or your organization. Instead, you're focused on this is all the negative things that have happened. We've got to fix all of this first. So that's another problem. Number five is that it can create difficulty when you're trying to adapt to change because there's an overemphasis on the past that can lead to resistance to change. And again, that's just so critical in today's world. You've got to be adaptable and open to new ways of working. Uh, Another problem, number six, is impaired decision-making. If you're dwelling on the past experiences, especially the negative ones, it can actually skew your perspective. You might have more biases. So it's important to learn from the past, but not be bound by it. Not not to think, well, that's going to happen again. It may or it may not. And then finally, number seven, and I think this is actually one of the most important, saving the best for last, is that it negatively impacts your energy or your mood. It brings you down, makes you mad. Uh, You're harboring resentment in your body, in your mind. And I don't know about you, but I lose steam when I think or talk about what didn't work, who should have done what, what the problem was, replaying it over and over. In your leadership role, if you're constantly bringing up the past with your team, especially uh, negative parts of that, you risk pulling others down as well. I just learned about a sales organization that had a, a really tough third quarter. And so the sales manager met with the team, but instead of encouraging them, you know, for fourth quarter, um, she criticized the team for not getting results saying you've got to do better, got to work harder, kind of admonishing them instead of offering ways in which they could go forward. So that affected the morale of the team. Uh, some people have left. The leader seems unable to to rally the troops. And, and that's really tough. People in sales need extra doses of encouragement and motivation to keep going. So instead of criticism about not hitting the numbers, it's important to look to the future and help them step into what could be possible going forward, what could change. In that scenario, I think a lot of what was happening was reflecting the pressure that that manager felt kind of passing down the stress. So that's why I talk so much about maintaining your energy, regardless of what's going on around you, you've got to keep your team energized. And the best way to do to do that is to keep your own energy strong, keep that high, you have to be at your best to lead others, uh, and to influence them in a positive way. So those are just a few of the problems. Some of those you might be able to relate to. So why do we do this? Why do we look back so much, especially when it's a negative view? One reason is you might want to be right or or feel vindicated. You want somebody to pay. You know, my mom, going back to that scenario where she was just so frustrated by the washer dryer <laughs> scenario, she wants to let the person in charge of maintenance know how disruptive it was. She won't let it go. You know, somebody kind of needs to, to understand this. She wants to keep harping on it. It's easy to call the shots in hindsight. You know, it's easy to say, I knew this would happen, or I told them, or they didn't listen, or I didn't vote for that. Or if we'd made a different decision back then, this wouldn't have happened. Well, that doesn't matter now. And you truly don't know the outcome of the choice or the path that you didn't take. Um, Another reason that we tend to look back is that we have a negative bias in the brain. Have you ever heard someone say, you know, I'm just stuck in my head. I can't get rid of these thoughts. I can't stop thinking about this, you know, whatever negative experience happened. Well, the human brain has a natural tendency to pay more attention to negative experiences compared to positive ones. So a negativity bias can cause this cycle of rumination. It's time to stop the music or listen to new music. Um, Another reason 
uh, I think we do that. It's just easier. I don't want to say lazy, but it's easier. What I mean by that is we could sit around all day and easily talk about something that went wrong with your team, with your department, what the organization's going through, you know, why that happened. Oh, it's so terrible. It's what we know. We can report back. When that happens, you might be avoiding kind of the deeper emotional issues that you really need to address. You're kind of keeping things at surface level. Sometimes it's easier to report on what's already happened than to actually create what you really want going forward. So that's where your focus needs to shift. Another reason that we might do this is is that some people are simply drawn to drama. A lot of what's happened in the past, especially when it's negative, gives you good stories to share, whether you are directly involved or not. Sometimes people think it's entertaining to talk about drama. (laughs) That's why we watch movies and TV shows. There's usually some kind of drama involved. So some people actually like to stir up drama. Just don't let it be you and don't tolerate it when it happens. And then finally, one last reason why I think we tend to do this, it's how we make sense of things. You know, think about how often we look to the past to explain why something is happening now. That happened, so that means this. Something in the past happened to create it. This person broke my trust, so that means in the future, I can't trust again. Um, Those are the kinds of thoughts, you know, that we look toward when we're trying to evaluate what's going on. We lean into the past. And, you know, even your identity is based largely on what's happened in your past. I hear people explain why they are the way they are because of something that happened in the past. They cling to that identity. And the truth is, many of us don't know who we would be without having the past as that frame of reference. So in the new year, I hope your identity might be more shaped by your future. I really like the idea of acting now based on the idea of who you want to become in the future, as opposed to just justifying why you are the way you are because of something that happened in in the past. Okay, so... That's my rant on why I think we do it. So most importantly, what can you do instead? I have a suggestion, and it's the crystal ball exercise, but kind of with a twist. You might call it the future success visualization. So imagine you have a crystal ball in front of you, and the crystal ball is unique. It only shows positive and successful future scenarios. And as you gaze into it, let your mind wander into the future, but with a focus only on positive outcomes. Instead of replaying all the stuff that makes you feel, you know, awkward or can bring you down or negative in some way, start previewing what's possible for yourself instead. On a personal level, imagine yourself waking up to your best day, getting excited about something you really want to do, being around people you want to be with, being challenged in the ways that you like, um, solving problems you enjoy working on, making the impact that you want to make, anticipate things going well. But also picture yourself dealing with difficult scenarios very capably and with confidence. Imagine yourself keeping a good perspective on issues when you hit those, those roadblocks. And then when it comes to your team, when you think about yourself and, and your leadership role, begin by visualizing where you see yourself and your team by the end of the year. Picture the achievements you've made, maybe the goals that you've accomplished, the challenges you've overcome. You can imagine your team celebrating something. What would that be? 
and then expand that vision. Look at the positive impact that your actions have on your your team or the organization and even beyond the market that you serve, maybe the industry as a whole. Envision the growth, the learning, the innovations or reinventions that you've accomplished. And that includes, you know, learning from failures and experiments too. So as you look into this crystal ball, notice the details too, the emotions, the environment, the interactions. What do you feel? Hopefully you're feeling a sense of pride or accomplishment or joy or fulfillment that comes with looking at those positive outcomes. Now, for those of you who might be skeptical, because I know you're out there, this exercise isn't just about wishful thinking. It's actually a powerful tool to to set your intentions and direct your focus. Because by envisioning these positive scenarios, you're programming your mind to recognize and work towards these possibilities. So it's about creating a mindset that looks for opportunities, that overcomes obstacles and celebrates the journey along the way. So remember what you focus on expands. And by focusing on these positive future scenarios, you're aligning your subconscious with your goals and you're opening up to the potential for real tangible success. It's like you're reprogramming your mind by focusing on desired outcomes. And you can do this in small segments or more micro moments as well. And I like the word prepaving. Some might call it simply setting a positive intention or expectation in the smaller moments, like when you know that you're stepping into a meeting with your team, or you're giving a talk, or even when you're having a one-on-one, look into the little, little smaller crystal ball and see what do you anticipate? How can you prepave that in a way uh, that makes it something good that will happen? You know, anticipate that things will go well. And, and this is an important and, if or when they don't go well, you'll still be strong and resilient. So picture yourself that way. We often talk about you as a leader running a marathon, which is true. You know, I've done, I think, two or three episodes on the leader kind of running the marathon and understanding that it takes a lot of stamina and energy to do that. But you're also a hurdler. So picture yourself as hurtling over obstacles on your path, you know, getting good at getting past them. One final tip I wanted to share before I sign off today, because I think it's really important is to interrupt the pattern when it's negative. In your leadership role, you will inevitably encounter scenarios where people are beating the drum of problems in the past, where they're frustrated, um, you know, just continuing to complain, point fingers at each other, (laughs) tune your radar to these conversations, they will want to pull you in but don't necessarily allow yourself to be taken into the toxic sandbox where people want to play or just throw sand at each other. In fact, I would go so far as to say that an important part of being an effective leader is being really good at being a pattern interrupter to say, we're going this way instead. When you see that there's too much focus on what's happened in the past or arguing about why or how problems occur, When you see people talking in circles, here are a few ways to help interrupt that pattern and redirect the conversation. And by the way, I always like prefacing the comments by acknowledging first what you're hearing to let people know that you're hearing them. So you might summarize what you're hearing uh, before you actually plant these questions. So a summarization might look something like, let's just say people are complaining that they haven't been given the same recognition or incentives or you know pay increases that another group has, you would want to acknowledge that and say, I hear you being concerned about these issues, whatever they are, name them. 
And then here's one question you might ask, what do you want to see instead? Or what do you think we should be doing instead? The key question is instead to shift the focus instead of complaining, griping to what should happen instead. Um, Another question to ask would be what would it look like if we were doing things better? You know, many people have just lost sight of what you're really trying to achieve because they're too stuck pointing fingers at each other. So redirect them. What would it look like if we were really doing things better? And then finally, one other question to consider asking, uh, if it makes sense in your case, is if we could resolve this issue quickly, what do you think should be the first step? So again, it gets some thinking differently around a solution. Oh, what could be a first step? It might or it should help get momentum going in a new direction. So be the pattern interrupter when you need to. I hope that's helpful. So as we approach the start of a new year, now is your time to step into the vision of the future you want to create. Do that energy test that I mentioned before. You know, do you feel good? Do you feel excited? Do you feel like you're getting warmer? Those are signs that you're moving in the right direction for you. And if you're involved with people or projects or organizations or activities that are repeatedly and predictably affecting you negatively, why are you continuing to be involved? Now could be your time to make your break or at least plan it. Don't be afraid to do that. Don't be afraid to set big goals and make changes when you need to. I never want to settle for sameness, especially if it's not moving me in the direction that I need to go. I'm guessing you don't either. Don't let your fear get in the way. The voice is in your head. Listen to new voices. Listen to my voice. Don't let your ego get in the way. It's one of the most dangerous impediments. Don't let disappointments from your past get in your way. Those experiences have actually helped you if you've learned from them. So no excuses. And don't let others get in your way. Even if they're not directly preventing you from moving forward, your own thoughts about what you think they think are. Does that make sense? I hope so. And if I were coaching you, I'd ask you to give me a list of all the reasons you'll be most successful moving forward toward whatever you want in your life, work, or business. You might even jot them down now for fun if you're not driving. Just set a timer and let let all of the reasons flow, right? You know, for five minutes, just write all the reasons, rev up the reasons you're committing or recommitting to something important you want to do or how you want to be. Both are important you'll generate more energy to carry you forward. It's something that I have to do a lot. Give yourself a break for anything that you didn't accomplish that you wanted to. I'm having to do that myself. There were so many things I didn't get done that I had hoped to. That's okay. Who's keeping score and the big picture anyway? Your big picture, the only one that really matters. So those are just a few of my thoughts to end the year. This is my last episode for this year. So I can't thank you enough for listening and supporting this podcast and sharing it with other people that you know. This is one episode that I think is especially good to share with someone you know who may be ruminating or dwelling on the negative or feeling stuck. Even though I may not have achieved some personal or business goals that I'd wanted to, the podcast goal is something I've stayed very focused on because it's actually fueled by you. And I've made it to episode 182. Every time I have a coaching conversation, or I'm working through a problem with someone, or I'm leading a meeting, or I'm giving a talk, I learn something valuable that I think will help you. It sparks ideas that I can develop into a short message to help make your life or work better. 
So stop looking back, especially if it's not serving you. The past is the past. You only have now. I love a quote that I saw when I was preparing this episode, and I wasn't even looking for it. Um, And the quote said, don't let yesterday take up too much of today. So I thought that's a nice thought to end on. It's time for a blast off into the new year, your time to go full speed ahead, explore new orbits, move forward in the new year with a renewed clarity and sense of purpose about what you want most and why. And just like the rockets burn a ton of fuel when they take off, you need to do that too by revving up your reasons. And the way to do that is to talk a lot more about what you want, the good things you anticipate and what you appreciate versus what didn't work or what drove you crazy. As you launch into the new year, fuel yourself for a strong start that will carry you for years to come. And remember that when you do work that matters to you, the sky's the limit. Thanks for tuning in. And as always, be sure to share this episode with someone else who might benefit or leave a review. You can join my email list by going to workmatters.com so you don't miss an episode. And there you can learn more about ways we serve mission-driven leaders like you. If there's a challenge you want to discuss, I'd love to hear from you. In the meantime, keep growing as a leader, inspiring change, and doing the work that matters to you.